We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In a pass-heavy league with a high level of superstar wide receiver play, the trendy approach to team building is a willingness to spend big money on pass catchers. But Sarah, as we've discussed before on the show, that method isn't viewed as trendy in Baltimore's front office. And that's the debate that popped up on ESPN Airwaves this week. The question being, are the Ravens failing Lamar Jackson by not delivering a big-time wide receiver. That's ahead. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Thursday, December 8th, and this is your Morning Ravens Vault. So that brutal thigh bruise which knocked Patrick Queen out of the Broncos game wasn't enough to keep Baltimore's linebacker off the practice field Wednesday. Talk about a quick turnaround. More on that, plus a full injury report still to come. And finally, why is the name Willie Taggart making so many Ravens fans nervous? Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. So ESPN asked a version of the same question on a few of its shows this week. The basic question being... Have the Ravens failed Lamar by not getting him a big-time wide receiver, Sarah? Yeah, and it's a fair question because it's the very question that Ravens fans have been debating amongst themselves. So here's where we'll start. We'll go with Mike Greenberg and former Ravens cornerback Dominique Foxworth discussing it. But, you know, I spent some time yesterday just sort of looking over the team that he is playing with. And this is a team, like, we all thought that trading away Hollywood Brown for what they got for might have been a good move at the time. They got a first-round pick for a player who it doesn't really feel like he's a difference maker. But they then drafted a safety and an offensive lineman. They didn't draft a skill position player until the fourth round of the draft. They based their entire season on Rashad Bateman staying healthy. If ever the words, we couldn't afford to lose Rashad Bateman, are spoken, that's an organizational problem. At the end of the day, Lamar Jackson hasn't been brilliant, Dominique, but I think this organization has failed around him far more than he has failed. Well, when you go from Ozzie Newsome, quite possibly the best, like, 
executive that the league has ever seen to DaCosta. Like, there's going to be a step down. DaCosta's been good, but it's hard for me. I, I think we all extend a level of respect to the Ravens organization because of the success that they've had, frankly, since their inception. They've been well run, patient, make good decisions, and it makes me hesitant to be critical of them. But when you lay out <laughs> the roster around them, it's hard to push back on that in a league where everyone needs a playmaking, difference maker on the edge. They've never really had one healthy and consistent enough for a long, long enough time to take some pressure off Lamar. But at the end of the day, the frustration is easy to understand. Look who Burrow is throwing to. Look who Allen is throwing to. Look who Mahomes is throwing to. And look who Lamar is throwing to. And Mark Andrews is the only guy he has who would start on any other team, maybe in the entire conference. Woo. I know a lot of Ravens fans were feeling what Greeny was saying there at the end, Bobby. And I was too. Josh Allen, he has Stephon Diggs. Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Patrick Mahomes, now he doesn't have as nice of a crew, but is still better than Lamar's with Juju Smith-Schuster and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Greeny didn't mention Tua Tungavailoa, but he has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. Even Tom Brady, the GOAT, he's the best ever, has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and an older Julio Jones. And Bobby, right now, Devin DuVernay is the Ravens' leading receiver with 378 yards. That would be the third, fourth, or even fifth most yards on the teams we just talked about. And hey, I know it's not a completely fair apple-to-apples comparison because the Ravens just don't have the same pass attempt volume as these other teams that we're discussing. But I think in a big picture, it gives a basic idea of how these receivers compare. Yeah, there's just no comparison when it comes to Lamar's receivers stacked up against those aforementioned stars. But real quick, Sarah, there was something Foxworth said that I think was a little off about Ozzie Newsom. Ozzie is obviously a Hall of Fame caliber GM and a former player at that. But he did have an Achilles heel, and that was the wide receiver position. We both know that. He drafted 26 total wide receivers as a GM, and there really are only a couple that he hit on. There was Torrey Smith, maybe Brandon Stokely, but he caught on more after he left Baltimore, and maybe Jermaine Lewis, but he was a better returner than receiver. Honestly, the hard truth is that he had more misses with first-rounders like Travis Taylor, Mark Clayton, and Brashad Perryman. So again, Ozzy was a phenomenal GM. Don't get me wrong just not at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's well said. And just to go back and address some other things Greeny said about the Ravens, uh, he said that they were basing their entire season on Rashad Bateman. And I think that is 1,000% correct. I was also okay with the trade of Hollywood Brown at the time. They got good value, but they never replaced him. That was the problem. And Bobby, I said from the day we started this podcast in training camp, that they didn't have enough depth behind Bateman. And I knew if he went down, they would be in huge trouble. And now here they are in trouble at the position, relying on Demarcus Robinson after he was cut by the Raiders, six-round draft pick in James Prochet, and 36-year-old, he just turned 36 December 1st, Deshaun Jackson. Now Duvernay is good, but he's not a number one. And now, to be fair, if another team also lost their number one, they'd have troubles too, but they have more depth than Baltimore has. So as Greeny said, this is an organizational problem. And I'll add to that statement, Bobby. It's actually been an organizational problem for quite some time. So if you'll allow me, I'm going to get on a soapbox here for a minute. 
Bobby, here are four factually true statements about the Ravens concerning the wide receiver position historically. Number one, they have been cheap with cap money at the wide receiver position over the last decade. The amount of cap dollars they've allocated to receivers has ranked in the bottom 20 of the NFL in nine of the last 10 years. Okay, number two. The Ravens have invested a ton of draft picks at the wide receiver position ever since Lamar Jackson was drafted five years ago. Baltimore selected eight wide receivers since 2018, including two first-rounders and four in the top three rounds. That's the most Ravens draft assets for any single position since Lamar arrived. Now, that's good, right? But the only problem is, is that there's this next factually true statement. Number three, the Ravens have a poor wide receiver draft track record. And this record goes all the way back to Ozzie Newsom, as we just discussed. And I actually think it's been better under Eric DaCosta as he hit on Hollywood, but he's gone already. So we'll see what happens with Duvernay and Bateman. It's early. Okay, number four in the final one. The Ravens have tried to get Lamar proven wide receivers, but they have failed. They reportedly made offers to T.Y. Hilton and Juju Smith-Schuster, and they also tried to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. They reportedly were in talks with a few others too. They did get Sammy Watkins, but he was injury prone. Okay, now, this last statement I can't say is factually true, but it is my belief, Bobby, that the combination of the scheme that the Ravens have employed on offense since Lamar joined and is implemented by Greg Roman, along with their cheap approach in terms of cap dollars, it is making it so that proven wide receivers don't want to come to Baltimore. And thus far, the draft picks have either not panned out or they have not stuck around. So as such, the team's efforts to get the type of receivers Greeny was talking about, they will continue to fall short. Yes, they've tried, but trying isn't enough. At some point, you have to deliver. And with Baltimore winning just one playoff game in seven years, the approach is understandably making some fans very frustrated with the organization. And Bobby, if the Ravens don't go on a deep playoff run this January, the cries from the fan base are only going to get louder. I'll listen to your soapbox any day of the week. Drop the freaking mic, partner. Still to come here on the vault, Patrick Queen dodged a bullet, which is great news with a physical divisional rivalry game coming up next on deck. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Bobby, as we discussed on Sunday's Instant Reaction Pod, for Patrick Queen to have walked away from the Broncos game with just a thigh bruise, that was definitely a win for Baltimore, all things considered. Yeah, Sarah, PQ was playfully dragged by his teammates this week since he was taken off the field via cart. So much so, they printed out a photo of an Oscar award and put it in his locker. I think Justin Matabike had something to do with that. But in all seriousness, Queen was listed as a limited participant in Wednesday's practice, but Harbaugh says everything is cool with PQ. Yeah, he's out there. He looked good. He's cool. Yeah, good question. I would say yes, the answer to that question, yes. Yeah, that's a quick turnaround and great news for Baltimore's defense. Bobby, we all know what these Ravens-Steelers matchups are all about. The rivalry may not be as big as it used to be, but it is still punishing. And the last four games, which have all been Steelers wins, were decided by 13 combined points. Now, traditionally, this rivalry features low-scoring, gritty fights that always seem to come down to the wire. And Ravens outside linebacker Tyus Bowser knows it's time to buckle up. In general, defense wins championships. Defense wins games. So I think, I forgot who it was, but one of the sayings was, if you can run the ball and your defense can stop the run, I mean, you have a high chance of winning the game. So I feel like that's just how it's going to be this upcoming Sunday. It's just a straight slugfest on who can control the run game and who can go out there and stop them. A certified slugfest. That's exactly it. Spot on. It's a war of attrition this time of year, which brings us to Baltimore's injury front. I'll begin with the good news, and that's that left tackle Ronnie Stanley returned to practice Wednesday. He was a full participant after being sidelined the last couple games with that ankle tweak We'll, of course, monitor that and his status in the coming days. In other news, though, rookie cornerback Jalen Armour Davis's first NFL season has come to a disappointing halt, having been placed on season-ending IR. That was back before the Jaguars game a couple weeks back. And finally, second-year wide receiver Tylen Wallace is also on injured reserve, but there is an expectation he'll return at some point this season. And when he is out there, he may not be contributing as a wide receiver, but he is a valuable special teamer. So, Sarah, what's up with this buzz within the Ravens fan base regarding Willie Taggart? Who is he and why are people talking about him? Okay, well, it all stems from a tweet via the Goat House, which read as the following, quote, Ravens will have former Florida Atlantic coach Willie Taggart in for a visit this week. Taggart was fired by FAU, then was believed to be joining Sanders' staff at Colorado, but was just not given the OC job. Ravens could be losing OC Greg Roman to Stanford. Close quote. Okay, so basically that tweet insinuated that he could maybe be Roman's potential replacement? Yeah, that's the way I initially read it, and I know that's how a lot of fans read it too, but it was still kind of vague. Now, Taggart has a history with the whole Harbaugh family, and he seems to have experience running a very similar offense to what Roman's been running. So that didn't make the fans who want to see a different scheme implemented. uh, Yeah, they weren't very happy. But the speculation all might be a bit premature. Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic was asked about this visit, and here's what he said, quote, 
He's a close friend of the Harbaugh family. He was also the guy who volunteered FAU as the place for LJ to have some on-field workouts this offseason. It could be just a case of a coach traveling around and checking out how teams are doing things and gaining intel. It happens a lot. Close quote. And before we fly, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from Raven safety Chuck Clark, who this week was named Baltimore's official candidate for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. I, it meant a lot to me. Uh, I was very thankful for that. Uh, just to see the guys that have come before me, you know, my six years of being in the league that have gotten that award and that nomination and the guys that have won it, it meant a lot to me, honestly. Elsewhere around the AFC playoff picture, Buffalo Bills star outside linebacker Von Miller underwent surgery this week for a torn ACL, which ends his season, which of course is his first in Buffalo. And finally, Ravens kicker Justin Tucker and right guard Kevin Zeitler lead their respective positions in current Pro Bowl voting. In order to cast your vote, tweet the first and last name of the player, the player's official Twitter handle, or a hashtag including the player's first and last name. All three methods should include the hashtag Pro Bowl vote. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault, a podcast unaffiliated with the team. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. You can also catch us on YouTube by searching Ravens Vault Podcast. And we'd love to hear from you with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. You can also reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. That is all the time we've got today, but be sure to check out our most recent episode on the vault where we pick apart some well, we feel is terrible advice offered to Lamar Jackson by Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. <laughs>